Hallelujah. Isn't it lovely? Now, isn't it lovely? As we relax in him, isn't it? Nice, isn't it? Sweet, isn't it? Jesus is here. Lovely, isn't it? Jesus is here. Hallelujah. You do look a grand lot this afternoon. You do really. Lovely. Amen. We can have a taste of heaven down here, can't we? Amen. I'm having a taste, aren't you? It's lovely. Well, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Leslie, come up here, pal. Bless you. Brother Leslie Richardson, you all know him from Lancaster. Lovely to see you again, pal. I'm lovely. I love you, Leslie. Bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is the day of opportunity. Do you believe that? This is the day of opportunity. But always people seem to resist a disturbance of any sort. There's always a fighting against a disturbance, whether it's a disturbance from God, whether it's a move from God, no matter what it is, there's always that resistance somewhere. And you can trace through the word of God wherever there was a move of God, a moving of the Spirit, there always seemed to be that point of resistance. Whenever God moves, God cannot move without a disturbance. God cannot move without moving something or someone. God moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform. And brother and sister, when God moves, when he moves in you, you'll know it. Sister, when he moves in you, you'll know it. And there's bound to be a disturbance or a commotion of some sort when God moves, God moves according to his own channels, according to his own means. And when God moves, man is continually being upset. But it's good to be upset with God sometimes. I was upset when God saved me, weren't you? The world took on a different smile when you got gloriously saved. When you got healed, there was a disturbance. Something really happened. When the power of God touched your body in some way, there was a disturbance. There was a commotion. There was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, when they came out of the upper room, they thanked God. They came out anyway with something they didn't go in with. They came out of that upper room with every limb anointed with the oil of the Spirit. Every joint loosened with the power of God. And they knew, the men and women knew, they'd been with God. And I'll tell you, friends, folks, you'll know in your assembly when you've been with God. They'll know when you've been in touch with God. They'll know there's an impact upon your life and your body. And they'll know that something radically has happened to you. The man that sat at the, uh, the beautiful gate of the New Testament, when, when the Lord healed him to the ministry of his two servants, there was a terrific commotion and there was a terrific disturbance. You remember the old saying, he asked for arms, but God gave him legs. Hallelujah. And he began to dance. He began to praise the Lord. And he began to rejoice in the God of his deliverance. There must have been a terrific commotion when God began to move in the firmament. The word of God says the earth was without form and it was void. And the moment God began to move, there was a terrific 
shaking together. When God moves, there's got to be a commotion. There's got to be a disturbance of something when God moves. Hallelujah. I'm glad God moves like that. I'm glad God gives a moving. My God is a moving God. Hallelujah. He doesn't stand still. He moves down with every decade. He moves down with every age. He moves down with every facility of time, no matter what it is. The God of 1800 is the God of 1961. And the God who moves in the New Testament days is the God who moves in me today. Hallelujah. The same power that raised up Jesus from the dead is in my body today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know when the power of God is in the body and it's the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. It's no new thing. Not at all. It's the power of God, which is an operative force, and bring men in, it brings men into action with God. I'm glad today that God brings men into focus with himself, and says, here you are, my son, that's the way I want you to go, you go it. When God moves, you've got to be ready when God moves, uh, thank God the move is on. If you stand still when God wants you to move, I'll tell you, he'll put something around your neck and he'll pull you on. If it's his will for you to get a move on, you try and resist the movings of God and you'll lose your fighting a losing battle. Have you ever tried to do it? You've tried to kick against the pricks, you've tried to kick against the movings of the Spirit, you'll lose every time. In the end, God will bring you back to where he wants you. Whether you believe that or not, I do. God will bring you back to where he wants you. Hallelujah! Brother, sister, God knows your need tomorrow. And you please him today and you'll get it tomorrow when it comes. He knows your need of next weekend. You praise God and magnify his name for what you have today. And he'll give you more tomorrow. There's always a disturbance when God moves. When God moves, something's got to move when God moves. Hallelujah. My God is a moving God that can break down every barrier, that can break down every hindrance, that can cast out every spore in this wonderful Jesus, this incoming power, this glory of which we hear so much about. I'll tell you, brother, it causes a disturbance, it causes a commotion, but it's worth it all. It's worth it to be disturbed for God. It's worth it to be disturbed by the power of the Spirit. As I said a moment ago, remember in the, in the beginning, the word that in the beginning was God. He was the only one. The earth was without form, and it was void. And God began to move, and there was a disturbance. There was a commotion. He spake, and every star was studied in the firmament by the power of his word. He flung, the, he flung the sun into space. He flung the moon into space. There must have been a terrific disturbance. And when the power of God moved upon the face of the deep, I'll tell you the old fish of the sea, they must have been seasick when God began to move there in the depths of the sea. When God moved, there's a disturbance. There's bound to be a, a moving of some sort. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But I repeat again, I'm glad my God doesn't stand still. He moves down with the age. 
He moves down with the time, and he meets your every need and every desire today. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Tell God you believe his word. Tell God you believe him. You believe that Jesus saves today? They do on the platform anyway. You believe that Jesus saves today? You believe that he heals? You believe that he baptizes in the Holy Ghost? You believe that he sanctifies and purifies his believers with his presence and with his glory? Say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I had a revelation of the word of God one day. It's a text that we're very well acquainted with. It goes like this. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk, and they shall not faint, and so on. And I thought, I looked at this from a new angle one day. They that wait upon the Lord. We're apt to think, you know, that text means that we can get down. I'm not discouraging this by any means. Don't misunderstand this. <clears throat> We're apt to think it just has a singular meaning like this. Well, I've got to get down before the Lord and with my hands up and say, Lord, speak to me. I'm waiting to hear your voice. I'm waiting upon you, Lord. And don't, don't misunderstand me. But it dawned on me another way one day while just quiet with the Lord. And I thought, well, look here. When I go into a cafe or a restaurant or a snack bar or milk bar, whichever you like to come down to, I go in and I sit down. I sit at the table, or we do, we sit at the table. We're looking to be served. We're looking to be waited upon. And I do the sitting, and I'm waiting to be waited upon. I'm waiting to be served. And eventually, one thing comes, no matter how many courses we're having, and the lady at the table is continually waiting upon us. She's serving us. She's waiting upon us. And I thought, thank you, Lord, that's just lovely. Today, my God is upon his throne. <clears throat> and all he's waiting of me to do is to wait upon him. I want to wait upon you today, Lord. I want to give you my amen. I want to give you my hallelujah. I want to give you my glory. My word, Lord, you've given me a good table. The grapes of Eskel, the pomegranates, the wine on the leaves. Amen. All these wonderful things. And now, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. Thank God he's no man's debtor. He has no favorites as we hear so often. He loves me. He loves you. He loves us all. Because we're all, we were all hell-deserving sinners. Until Jesus came along and rescued us. Happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day, happy night when Jesus washed my black heart white. Glory to God. And he's just the same today. If you believe that, say amen. Wonderful. Jesus. Lovely chorus, I was bound, but Lord, you freed me. Can we sing it? You know it.
I was born, but Lord, come on, let's start. To of the king. That's why we shall never be the same again, because we're in his presence. While we're waiting in his presence, he's doing things to us we know nothing about at the moment. So if you don't get your portion in this meeting this afternoon, listen, it does have a delayed action effect. You may get it on your way home, you may get it in bed, but you will get it. It's true, it works. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they say, it works. It changes people's lives. It cleans you up, you know, it does. It makes you put that little thing right with your brother or your sister. You can't have the glory and have anything against anybody. Everything is nothing, is nothing between. Pure, clean, washed in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, it's lovely. And everything in the garden is lovely. Because it is so, bless the Lord. But only God can do that as we open our hearts to him. Isn't it lovely? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is wonderful. Bless the Lord. That young man over there, come here, pal. You, brother, with glasses, yes. Just a quick one, bless him. Up the steps there, lad, bless him. Amen. He had a great blessing when he was at Lancaster last time. Only second time I've seen him, but he had a real blessing. Bless my soul when I saw him again. Amen. You know, it's wonderful what God's doing with these young men. I don't know his name, but I know he's wonderfully born again and filled with the Spirit. Give me a kiss, brother. Amen. Bless you, lovely, amen. God bless you. What's your Christian name, Rodney? This is our Rodney. Now give our Rodney a clap. Bless the Lord. Well, I do thank the Lord that we definitely did have an experience when we went to Lancaster. We, we really felt that the Lord really did something. When we went to the glory meeting at first, the first one we went to was Manchester. 
And we thought it was very unusual. We were Pentecostal. I was filled with the Spirit. But yet I'd never seen people dancing in the Spirit. But do you know I could tell there was something different about the, about the atmosphere? I could feel the love of God in the room. I could actually feel the presence of the Lord in a wonderful way. And you know, we sat there, but yet we didn't like this dancing. I remember turning round to a friend of mine and saying, well, they can dance all night, but we're not going to get up and dance. You know, and she said, no, we're not. She said, I don't care if they all get up, we won't dance. That was in the afternoon meeting. But you know, in the evening meeting, the Lord said to me, get up. And I didn't want to get up at all. He said, get up. And I turned round to my friend. I was going to say, I feel I ought to get up. And she said to me, I feel I ought to get up as well. So we got up. And the moment we got to our feet, it was like Peter, you know, when he got out of the boat. We'd never danced before, but we danced in the spirit and we had a wonderful time. I, I want to say that when we went to Lancaster, we had a wonderful time again. But you know, the Lord's been showing me that before Jesus could have that time when he could say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he had to go into the wilderness. And there are times when we've got to go into a wilderness experience. We were tempted with the devil. You know, when we came back from this meeting, we came back home to Nelson, Oh, and we felt wonderful for a time, and then it seemed as though we were going into the darkness again. It seemed as though we were having a dark period. And I said to the Lord, what to do? And my brother and I, not the brother that's here this afternoon, the other one that came, we got together and we prayed about this. We wondered what it was that was wrong. And the Lord showed us. I'm going to read it from Acts. He gave me this in Acts 16. He's speaking about Paul and Silas, and they were in prison. And you know, that's just where we feel that we are sometimes, in prison. And it speaks about them, that when they cast them into prison, they cast them into the darkest part of the prison, it says, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. And that's just how we felt, bound in the stocks. But it says at midnight, praise the Lord, it was at midnight. It isn't just in the morning. It isn't just in the afternoon. It's at midnight. At midnight, it says, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Praises unto God. It's wonderful the way that God brings deliverance when we praise him. And it says the other prisoners heard them. And there's many prisoners. I know I've been around to churches around here and preached the gospel. But you know, they're bound. They're saved. And they've been filled with the Spirit, but yet they've got bound again. They've got back into a ritual and into a routine. And you know, it says, and suddenly, God just thinks, suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. They were all set wonderfully free. And you know, since the Lord showed me this, you know, when I was saved, I could say that I was free. I was free from sin. It was wonderful. 
I was filled with the Spirit in Nelson Assembly. And that night when we were singing that wonderful hymn, And Can It Be, we got to that verse, my chains fell off. My heart was free and the Lord filled me with the Spirit. At that time I thought I was free then. But since then the Lord's showing me there's greater realms of freedom. It says change from glory into glory. It's from love to more love and it goes on. It gets greater as our experience of God gets greater. And so I pray the Lord will give me and give my friends and give us all that wonderful freedom. It's being real. It's being real in the presence of God. He's not trying to preach. He's not trying to be anybody but just being yourself. And in God, take control and he'll use us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Father, we pray you'll take this young man, use him to set the captives free, to bring deliverance to thousands of thousands of precious souls in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Amen. Amen. Friends and brothers and sisters, it works. This is a miracle gospel. This is a miracle ministry. The very fact that I stand before you, it's a miracle. I never wanted to do this. I told evangelists years ago, I said, I'll support you and keep, uh, keep and help you to get on. You preach and I'll do my business behind and I'll back you home and back you home. But God spoke to me, said he wanted me. And he laid me flat out on the floor one night and thank God I've never been the same thing. He filled me with the glory. Amen. And it's a miracle gospel. And God answers my prayers. That's why we know and we continually tell people in the meeting that they will never be the same again. It's true, you won't, you know. It says, these signs shall fall and that believe. I was in Peterborough many years ago and I'd ordered a caravan for the gospel and uh, I was having uh, just a snack after I'd been making arrangements for it and I couldn't find out I just one particular, I wanted to find a good text to put on the side of the van. And it came to me, I know the exact spot now where this text came to me. And where, and there's a text there in Acts. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. And bless the Lord, the signs follow everywhere. They do. We know, with no doubts about it. We know, isn't it lovely? We're positive, isn't it grand? Isn't Jesus lovely? Shall we tell him we love him? I love him, I love him. Shall we sing that, everybody? I love him. Everybody, come on.
he didn't lose weight. He didn't lose weight. Let us all praise God with a real hearty clap. Here's the kitchen to have a go. Come on here, Robert. Praise the Lord. Bless him. Bless you. This is Bob. Well, you know, Arthur here was talking about the fact that uh, this glory way was a, a way of discovery. And, you know, it is. This salvation, right from the beginning, is a way of discovery. And, you know, Arthur said that... He wasn't ordained. Well, I'm going to tell him today he's going to discover the fact that he is. You see? Because it's going to make a lot of difference to him when he knows. And it's here in the Gospel of John. It says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and have a go in Blackpool. <laughs> you see, Jesus didn't send his disciples to a college or a Bible school before they got ordained. He chose them, he put his hand upon them. They were just simple, ordinary men and women like you and me, and he ordained them. Well, how did he do it? How did he do it? He put his hands upon them and blessed them. And then when he went to glory, he poured out the Holy Ghost upon them. And if you and I have got the Holy Ghost, if we've been baptized in the Spirit of God, we're ordained. Praise the Lord. Now, a lot of people go and get this ordination that comes from man, and they never do a thing. Nobody ever gets saved, healed, or filled with the Spirit by that type of ordination. But thank God, when it's by the Spirit of God, we can everyone go forth and set men and women free. Thank God there's no favourites with him. And you know, he delights to take hold of ordinary men and women. He delights to do it. Praise God. You know, you're just the type of people that God wants. Just the type of people that God loves to take up. You may feel you're nothing, but thank God you're just the type of people he wants. He says he's going to confound the world with men and women like you and me. You know, there's more people going around thinking they're nobodies and can't do nothing, and, and they think, well, it's all right for that chap, Henry. He's all right, he can do it, but I can't. But, you know, it doesn't say that in the Scriptures. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Praise the Lord. So if you think that it's just a case of coming to meetings and sitting in a seat, well, you're wrong. You're wrong because God's got a job for you to do. God wants to use you. God wants to take you up. And there's no knowing what's going to happen. All this is only the beginning of things. Well, praise the Lord, the whole world's at our feet. You know, John Wesley said that he used to be a Church of England man, you know. And you know, Church of England people have a little parish that they go around. And perhaps a couple of churches in it and visit the people. But when God blessed his soul, he says, he says the whole world is my parish. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's how big our parish is tonight. And thank God, the glory is more in demand today than ever it was. And there's more need for men and women ordained by the Spirit of God than ever there was. 
There's a good many folks, you know, they, they, uh, they've sat back and looked at it from afar off, but thank God this is working. There's those who've gone right into it and possessed the land. And I thank God he's raising up young men and old men and young women and old women. And he's filling them with this wonderful blessing and setting them on fire and sending them forth to blaze this glorious gospel. Thank God there's some life in it. It is real and it's reality we want, as our young brother says. If it's not real, we want to throw it overboard. You know, Brother Leslie's been talking about commotions and all the rest of it. Shake-ups, well, you do get a jolly good shake-up when the Spirit of God starts on you. And he shook everything of the old way out of me. I was full of it, religion and, and knowledge and all sorts of things. But thank God he shakes it all out and we begin... That's why we say it's a new thing, because we, we begin with a new start. It's different from what we had before. Because, you know, so many of us have been filled up with something that didn't work. It was just a form and order. But thank God this does work. Men and women are getting set free and set on fire. And, you know, this is the first time we've ever been to Colne. But thank God there's men and women here who are on fire for God. And I believe the fire's going to grow and spread until it covers the whole of the British Isles. Praise the Lord. We want revival in this country, don't we? That's why they've got Billy Graham over here. Well, he's doing a good job, and we want to do a good job as well. So let's all put our hearts and souls into it. Let's put it in now as we give. You know, we've been singing, talking about the move. I wonder if we can sing Corners 55 on the sheet. The move is on, my Lord, the move is on. I hear a rustle in the mulberry trees. Well, you may, you may think that it's only a rustle at the moment, but I tell you, it's, it's coming a mighty rushing wind before we've done. Thank God our God is a mighty God. God bless every one of you. I forgot to give these out. I don't know many folks around. I wonder if there's uh, four brothers who'll come forward, or sisters, it don't matter which, and uh, take up the offering for us. Praise God. Two at the back and two at the front.
for the sweet fellowship we've had today in this town. True, it's been wonderful. Our souls have been refreshed and our bodies have been strengthened. And we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. We know that the angels were rejoicing in heaven tonight over those who have been blessed and set free. We pray that you water the seed that has been sown, Father, that it may bring forth fruit for thy honor and thy glory. We pray for traveling mercies for everyone tonight. Lord, bless them abundantly. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for Jesus' sake. Amen and amen. Shall we stand and sing, God be with you till we meet again. Bless This is the end of side two. If this tape has been a blessing to you, why not write to Henry at Riverside Bungalow, Biscuiton, near Newark, Knotts, and tell him. If you would like another, please write to the office at Basildon, at PO Box 10, Basildon, Essex.